Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Chris Maloney once again for, I think I just scared my cat, <laughs> uh, episode number five of CWN Online, otherwise known as CWN Weekly. Uh, we're in London, Ontario, Canada. The date is September the 17th, 2020. Yes, we're still in that god-awful year, but uh, we are surviving. We're getting through this, and before you know it, it'll be the end of the year, and uh, 2021 will kick about. And uh, we'll probably be dealing with the same stuff. But uh, anyways, you've got the show. <laughs> anyways, again, my name is Chris Maloney. Check me out, cwnonline.ca. Like I said, this is episode number five. If you're listening for the first time, thank you very much. If you're watching for the first, uh, first time, very, uh, thank you very much. And uh, uh, basically, it's a show that uh, runs down the week in wrestling, uh, as well as MMA, as well as the Canadian independent wrestling scene, which is, uh, you know, uh, true to my heart, so to speak. But uh, we touch on the major stories, uh, get into details about um, upcoming pay-per-views, uh, you know, um, uh, Canadian independent wrestling news as, as it, you know, appears, so to speak. It is still slow. Uh, very few provinces right now are running, but there are a few shows that are taking place. So, but again, like I said, this is Chris Maloney. And if you are listening or watching for the first time, thank you very much. Uh, it seems like every week I've done this show. Unfortunately, there has been some bad news to start off the show. Um, this is a little bit different, though. So Hollywood Blonde, uh, Alabama chain gang tag specialist Jerry Brown dies. Uh, this was posted by Greg Oliver of Slam Wrestling, September the 16th. So that would have been yesterday. Uh, basically, the, he was uh, 83 years old. So he did, long, long, uh, did live a long life. But uh, I'll just read you uh, this here in a Facebook post on September the 15th. Ron McFarland shared the news of the death of Jerry Brown. Who's a major star in the Hollywood Blondes tag team and then later under mask with McFarlane. My tag team wrestling partner and longtime friend passed away today. RIP to my friend. I'll never forget all the times we spent together with McFarlane. That they stayed friends all through the years is not exactly correct. 2020 or sorry, 2010 interview, McFarlane said that they had been searching for Brown for years. And he goes on to say, when I got out of the business, we were working in Florida as the Alabama chain gang. And I said, Jerry, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. And he stayed there. He called McFarlane. So basically, 83 years old, Jerry Brown uh, ends up passing away. Um, the, the original incarnation of the Hollywood Blondes, so to speak. Uh, their manager back uh, in the day was Sir Oliver Humperdinck, uh, the same guy that people knew as um, uh, the manager of Bam Bam Bigelow from the WWF years. But like I said, 83 years old, you know, it's um, a long life to live. Uh, same uh, the bullet bomb, uh, bullet bomb, uh, if I can talk properly. Bullet Bob Armstrong, who passed away uh, just a little while ago as well. He lived a long and healthy life as well. So um, it's not necessarily one of those stories that we're getting into guys passing away in their 40s or 50s or even younger than that. Guys living a long life. Now, apparently he had a, a little bit of a rough life after the original Hollywood Blondes had broken up uh, to the point that apparently he um, had pulled a, a gun at the home of... Uh, uh, Cowboy Bill Watts. I heard this today. I'm um, not sure if it's true, but uh, I mean, it was old school wrestling back in the days of car batteries and, and knives and weapons being thrown at guys like uh, Classy Freddie Blassie. So case in point is, you know, it was an old school mentality, you know, but uh, regardless of the fact, rest, rest in peace to, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Brown, like I said, 83 years old. He was one of the original Hollywood Blondes. And the uh, obviously people know the Hollywood Blondes back in the 90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin, stunning Steve Austin as it was, as well as flying Brian Pillman. So anyways, uh, thoughts and prayers to his fans, to his family and to his friends as well. 
Uh, we go from there into birthdays uh, coming up for the week. So celebrating the uh, uh, birthday on the 19th is Renee Young, 1985. She was born, so which makes her, I believe, 35 years old, if my math is correct. On the 20th, All Eagle Ethan Page, born at Hamilton, Ontario. Born in 1989, so he's getting up there in age as well. But uh, he's probably in the best shape of his life, so congratulations to him. And then on the 24th, uh, London's own Chris, the Polish ham uh, hammer uh, Hordecki. And when I say London's own, because of the fact he's uh, a part of Adrenaline, Adrenaline MMA here in London, uh, he was born in 1987. So three birthdays coming up uh, this coming week. Other news coming up. So Teal Piper teams with Ronda Rousey to resume in-ring training. This is uh, something out of the blue because the fact is the last time we saw Teal Piper, um, I believe her real name is Ariel Toombs, was at AEW and I think it was all out of last year. But she was in the Battle Royal and she didn't last long. I mean, she is, you know, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper's daughter. The fact is, uh, name stay legend-wise, yes, she's going to have that. Uh, but the fact is then she just disappeared. Well, apparently uh, from the sounds of it, she uh, torn her ACL had to uh, recuperate from that, and then gets back into uh, wrestling, gets back into the ring to, uh, you know, to basically to try to um, come back, so to speak. Now, whether or not she's going to come back for AEW, WWE, uh, even NWA at this point, who knows? But the fact is she is training with Ronda Rousey. If there's anybody at all that you want to get involved with training with, as far as mixed martial arts or judo goes, Ronda Rousey is one of them. I would say Santino Morella, Anthony Corelli is the other guy. But the fact is, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with her. It's, um, I mean, I'm a big fan of second generation wrestlers, third generation wrestlers, especially considering the fact Roddy Roddy Piper is one of my favorite guys. Um, you know, if you've watched this show, you've seen his book in the background. Um, I think I was at Sunrise Records one day, saw a poster of him, ended up buying it for $10, just waiting to get a frame. So you will see that in the backdrop eventually soon, maybe as soon as tomorrow. And I'll get, I'll touch base on that uh, eventually, but uh Fact is, yeah, so she's in ring training with Ronda Rousey, so she's on her way to making a comeback, which is absolutely cool. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, Mandy Rose been traded to Raw. That was announced on the 12th of uh, September. Um, fact is, uh, The Miz, storyline-wise, said, hey, you see you later, you're ousted to Raw. You know, she came back storyline-wise and said, you know, this is kind of unfair. Obviously, the affiliation that she has with Otis, you know, it's, it's one of those things where um storyline wise we have to wait and see if it dies down or whether or not it goes anywhere uh but the fact is she without sonia deville has the ability to be her own character at this point and i think raw is a good fit for her considering the fact that they're lacking stars i mean you've got sasha banks and bailey back on smackdown so mandy rose i don't see it being a bad fit for her on raw uh from there uh new japan pro wrestling announces lions break crown tournament that was announced on the 13th of uh, september so basically, that uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling every Friday night has uh, what's known as the New Japan Strong Series. Uh, and saying that what happens is basically they have a weekly series on New Japan World. Basically, you know, will last three or four weeks. So strong um, with regards to this case, the Lions Break Crown Tournament. It's going to be a tournament to you know decide that winner. Um, they're doing, I think, a prelude. So the Road to Lions Break uh, this coming week. I'm just going to skip forward here in my notes. Um, but coming up this coming uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, the main event, ACH and Alex Zane taking on the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, Tenga Loa. That's 10 p.m. tomorrow on New Japan World. So that's a lead-in to this tournament here. So they've been doing back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back tournaments. Uh, Darren Young, 
uh, you'll see as part of this uh, series as well. Uh, so uh, the former, um, uh, and I'm forgetting his name right now, but he's part of the WWE with uh, Titus O'Neil. Um, he's part of this as well. But uh, anyways, guys, it is interesting. It, wrestling is coming back full circle. I'll get more into that as the uh, show continues here. So from there, Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series results. Kylie Ray, and this is interesting, battles Tessa Blanchard, defeats her, and this is Stadium Series 1 for Warrior Wrestling. This is on the 13th as well, ends up winning the championship from uh, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, Tessa Blanchard. This is the first we've seen of her, Tessa Blanchard, that is, uh, since Impact Wrestling, the championship uh, that she won. You know, she goes down to Mexico, uh, marries Daga. Uh, there's a little bit of back and forth as far as animosity goes between the two sides. Uh, she ends up getting released. Uh, championship is vacated. Uh, Tessa Blanchard is seen no more. And then all of a sudden she shows up Warrior Wrestling, uh, you know, uh, loses to Kylie Ray, Kylie Ray, new champion. But Tessa Blanchard is back stateside. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens here because a lot of rumors, a lot of people hoping that she goes to WWE. A lot more people, I shouldn't say a lot more people, a lot of people as well thinking that she might go to AEW. Uh, can't see her going to NWA, can't see her going to New Japan. But it'll be interesting to see whether or not she goes to AEW or she ends up in NXT uh, slash WWE. And one of the things I can see is this. NXT, WWE, they have lost two of the major stars in the last little while. And for different reasons. Becky Lynch is gone because obviously she's pregnant. She's not going to be wrestling anymore. Oh, excuse me. And all of a sudden you've got uh, Charlotte Flair who was injured as well. Uh, no timetable set. But the fact is they've lost two of the major stars. So one up bringing Tessa Blanchard almost to come in to dominate the WWE NXT scene. I love to see her against Ray Ripley. I think that'd be absolutely phenomenal. And then once she basically dominates both scenes or the NXT scene, at least, then you bring back a Charlotte Flair and be like, this was my turf before you arrived here. And all of a sudden you have that feud or she'd go to the AEW women's division, which seems to be lacking nowadays. I mean, they brought in Thunder Rosa, absolutely phenomenal. But the fact is they've got Hikaru Shida. Who do they have to face her? I mean, they've got they've got Hikaru Shida kind of up here. They have a mid-tier that's kind of down here with a mix of probably about seven or eight people. And then they've got the lower tier as well, which is kind of, uh, you know, people still learning, uh, such as, uh, you know, and, and hate me if you want to, but Britt Baker is still learning. Uh, Anna Jay is still learning. And uh, AEW's got all the hopes in the world that these two women are going to be super successful. But the fact is they're no... Big Swole. They are no Hikaru Shida. Uh, do no even Riho, you know, for example, or uh, Nyla Rose. So it'd be interesting. So I think Tessa Blanche should be easily be able to fit into AEW. The same time, she'd easily be able to fit into NXT uh, slash WWE. So we'll have to wait and see where uh, Tessa Blanche ends up. Uh, from there, very slippery slope or very slippery rope being the Elite episode 221. And that was released on the 14th. The reason I bring this up is this. So anybody watched AEW All Out 2020, they will have noticed Matt Seidel entering the AEW uh, Casino Battle Royal as the Joker. Getting up there on the turnbuckle, goes for the shooting stars uh, press and slips. So national television, national pay-per-view, so to speak. And he ends up botching it. Not his fault, though. So apparently humidity was bad down in Florida. Ropes were slippery. Um, you know, ring crew should have thought, hey, let's wipe off the ropes before he comes in because we know what he's going to do. Same way the NBA does, and they wipe off the floors you know, during the, the uh, timeouts or uh, you know, the commercial breaks, so to speak. Well, they didn't do that. So you know, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, uh, Nakazawa, 
end up making a play on this and basically uh, ended up making a storyline out of this saying that Nakazawa ended up oiling up their ropes because he wasn't part of the Casino Battle Royal and that was his way of revenge at the Young Bucks as well as uh, Kenny Omega. So in saying that, Nakazawa ends up uh, oiling up the ropes. Uh, Matt Seidel comes up, he slips, trips up, and the next thing you know what happens, uh, you know, uh, Matt Seidel ends up watching and uh, Nakazawa uh, ends up apologizing to Matt Seidel in the video. And Seidel's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's wrestling. It happens. And then all of a sudden, Nakazawa goes and, and tells Seidel what, exactly what had happened. And uh, <laughs> apparently, Seidel was kind of pissed. I haven't seen it yet. I've just heard about it. Uh, but I, I will watch it sometime in the next couple of days. But uh, storyline-wise, absolutely amazing. To take something like that and to bring it into uh, a storyline and to make people care and to be like, oh, you know. And, and some people are actually going to believe it. Some people are like, holy crap, that, you know. That in Nakazawa, but uh, anyways, it's uh, yeah, congrats uh, to the creativity from the AEW brass over there. Uh, from there, we go into and this is sad right here squared circle sirens to cease operations. Uh, that was announced on the 14th as well. So, Casey Michael, you've heard me on the past two shows talk about um, in a passing away at the age of 26, had some uh, issues uh, with regards to surgeries and he'd been dealing with them for a while. Uh, well, anyway, news broke out, and this was on the 14th, that Squared Circle Sirens is no more. Um, they said it was Casey Michaels, uh, you know, um, a deal, so to speak. It was his passion. It was his website. Uh, he passed away, so let's put, you know, put the website to rest as well. So Squared Circle Sirens announced on the 14th that they were no longer um, going through with any kind of operation at all. Not sure if the Twitter feed has been updated since then but that was a post through them on Twitter. So again, thoughts and prayers, family and friends to Casey, Michael, everybody over there at squared circle, um, the sirens there. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's sad, um, but, uh, at least he's no longer suffering and the news broke. And it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, 26 years old. That's a long time ago for me, but, um, I mean, it's uh, he put his passion into it and uh, all the thoughts and prayers coming out for him uh, from WWE uh, all the way through Impact Wrestling to AEW. You know, he, he was well liked and well respected. And uh, on that note, I want to say this. Uh, get well, Jim Valley. He is still dealing with uh, issues. Um, uh, I forget. It's not laryngitis. Um, I want to I don't think it's pneumonia either, but he's dealing with something he has been for a while. And I was listening to Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer just earlier today. And they're touching base on him. And he's, I guess he's back on the respirator, so to speak. Um, it's a tough battle for Jim Valley. You know, he's uh, very well respected, very well liked. Um, just one of those voices you could listen to forever. And, uh, you know, it's it's sad as well because him and Fumi Saidu, uh, the uh, Pacific Room Pro Wrestling Podcast, I, I listen to them quite a bit. I'm a huge New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, Japan Pro, uh, you know, Japanese Pro Wrestling fan at that. Uh, so it is sad to uh, know that Jim Valley's uh, suffering right now. So thoughts and prayers are with him as well. Um, Ivar did undergo neck surgery after suffering injury on WWE Raw. That was on the 14th. I believe the surgery has taken place. He went down to, um, I think the big spot's Birmingham, Alabama for the WWE. So, yeah, Ivar looks to be on the shelf for about a year. If anybody knows on Raw this past week, Eric wrestled alone by himself. He ended up getting beat. But um, I think that was against Lashley. And I was listening to a podcast today, and it's one of those things is, do they take Eric, try to make him into a single star, and then what happens to the tag team after, you know, uh, Ivar comes back? And if not, do they put him on the sidelines and hope that they can re uh, recreate their chemistry after, uh, you know, Ivar is no longer injured? So 
uh, thoughts and prayers with him as well. Hopefully for a speedy recovery. It's uh, you know the war machine, so to speak. The uh, um, whatever they call them, the the war, the Viking experience at one point, the you know, Viking Raiders. But uh, Ivar's on the shelf for about a year, so uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with him as well. Uh, Jeff Hardy signs new contract with WWE. Uh, that was on the 14th as well. Rumor has it's a five-year deal. Um, apparently, with his injury time, they had tacked on some time at the end. Not sure if he was close to closing out the original contract, uh, but uh, Jeff Hardy is getting older. I mean, if he's going to be able to make a payday, then this is it. Um, I don't think it's going to go down to one of those you know, things. If WWE runs into trouble, they're going to release him. He has been one of the mainstays since the mid-90s, so... Looks to be about a five-year deal for Jeff Hardy, the current Intercontinental Champion. And I say that because there's a lot of uh, um, feedback, so to speak, from Sami Zayn about who is the real Intercontinental Champion. Uh, AJ Styles in that mix as well. So I think it'd be interesting that you got Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, AJ Styles and Sami Zayn in a potential three-way uh, to see who the real Intercontinental Champion is. And AJ Styles, obviously, the, uh, the former IC Champion who end up losing to Jeff Hardy. Uh, from there, identities of the five Retribution members on WB Raw. That was on the 14th, released by Post Wrestling. I'm going to leave it at that until I get into uh, uh, just some Raw feedback here. Uh, Sasha Banks appears in The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, the trailer, that was on the 15th. It'd be interesting to see Sasha Banks in The Mandalorian. I still haven't seen the first season. It's up for like 15, 16 Emmy Awards, so um, it's, it's good. I mean, obviously they produced <laughs> Baby Yoda, so it's, uh, I mean, it's its going to be a cult classic 20, 30, 40, 100 years from now because of Baby Yoda. But the fact is, Sasha Banks being a part of it, and they did show a clip of her, and apparently she's rumored to be a Jedi. I am a huge Star Wars fan uh, outside of wrestling. A few things I absolutely love, and Star Wars is one of them. I used to have the, when I was a kid, and this is dating me way back to the 80s, I used to have the Darth Vader head, which was, I don't know, maybe you know 18 inches high and you open up the Darth Vader case and it had little slots with stickers for every single one of the action figures you know and I used to I'd go to the beach with my my mom and I'd bring the action figures with me and because of Return of the Jedi and the whole big sand pit thing and the uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt and stuff like that I'd bury my <laughs> Star Wars figures into the uh, into the pit but uh, yeah just the creativity back then as well but yeah it'd be interesting to see Sasha Banks what she does in uh, the uh, Mandalorian there and official uh, Swan seeks revenge against young at bound for glory. So if you're an impact wrestling fan and I am, and I have been since the God, I want to say mid two thousands, I used to uh, download, so to speak, the torrents to be able to watch impact wrestling on a weekly basis. Um, way back familiar with Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, Chris Saban, AJ Styles, those guys, but yeah, uh, rich Swan makes a comeback. He ends up, uh, fighting Eric young at uh, bound for glory, October 24th. I'll get more into that just momentarily here. Uh, Trish Stratus and Mickey James reunite. I'll get more to that momentarily as well. That was on the bump that took place yesterday. I uh, tried to watch it today, but I ended up making supper. So <laughs> I got to the point where all of a sudden Walter was talking. And it's weird to watch Walter actually talk just real life because of the fact, um, you know, no thick accents, um, just a very you know nice guy, so to speak, behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, Walter um, was on the uh, the bump. Right before Trish Stratus, and apparently Mickey James uh, had come on after that. So I'm going to go back and watch that later on. Uh, Talk is Jericho. Uh, TIJ 700 presents Talk and Shop Reunion. So huge news. Talk is Jericho. 700 episodes. <laughs> if Chris Jericho can't do enough, he's, he's, he's gifted as far as his ability to talk on the mic. But how the heck does he have the time to do everything he does? But 700 episodes. Uh, so like I said, 
Um, Talk and shock reunion had taken place and he had titled this live from the uh, pandemic. The big news that came out of that is Talk and Shop uh, Mania 2 set for November the 13th. Uh, so that was released on the 16th of September. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting. It's got uh, Doc Gallows, who is Sex Ferguson, taking on uh, Chad Too Bad in a ball, I think a ball for ball match, I think is taking place. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But like I said, that'll be, I think it was less than 20 bucks, I think the first one was, but that'll be on the... Um, uh, where I see it here, November the 13th. Uh, TakeOver, NXT TakeOver, the next one announced for October the 4th. Uh, nothing major with that yet. Uh, there is, I think, a gauntlet, a gauntlet match announced for the women's side of things. I forget what the men's side had announced, but um, that will take place on uh, next week's NXT. And then going into October the 4th, it will just be a regular kind of uh, uh, NXT TakeOver taking place on, I believe that's a Saturday night as well. So uh, from there, AEW announced is signing Will Hobbs. He's absolutely phenomenal. I can't tell his age. I haven't looked it up yet, but I would say probably mid thirties. Um, big guy, you know, very skilled in the ring. But when you kind of look at his face, he looks like mid thirties. It looks like he's been around for a while. <laughs> he probably will end up only being mid twenties, but I've got to look that up. So uh, if you want to correct me, feedback at cwnonline.ca. Uh, Sonia Deville stalker pleads not guilty to all charges. That was yesterday. Uh, you know, piss on this guy. Uh, I will not swear. That's probably the most I'll say is piss on this guy. But this guy is looking at life in prison. I hope they they throw the book at him uh, for what he did. Obviously, his lawyers were probably like, you know what? Hey, you know, you've got all these charges against you. Plead not guilty. You'll plead to this charge, not to this charge, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I hope he ends up spending the rest of his life in jail for what he did. But uh, apparently a court date is set for November for that as well. Uh, Wade Barrett officially signs with NXT to remain on the commentary team. That is absolutely phenomenal. He's got the... Like I said, that raspy, grunty voice that makes you interested in the product. And he works well with Vic Joseph as well as Beth Phoenix. So, uh, yeah, I guess that deal right there, looking at a one-year deal for Wade Barrett. So, we see him for the next year in NXT. Uh, Matt, Wright, <laughs> Matt Riddle files notice a voluntary dismissal of restraining order and sexual assault case. Followed up by Candy Cartwright issues statement on Matt Riddle's notice and voluntary dismissal of restraining order. Followed up by today... And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this. It's just one thing after another, after another. Matt uh, Riddle filing a civil lawsuit against Candy Cartwright. Um, so Matt Riddle, back in the news from yesterday to today, three different stories have come out. So he went from dropping a restraining order to now find a, uh, filing a civil lawsuit. Um, if the accusations are true, um, you know, God bless Candy Cartwright, but it's being dragged out in the mud. And, you know, it's, I, I feel bad because of the fact, if the case is that Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle is guilty in any sort of way, put him off TV, keep him off TV, let him deal with this mess and then basically come back to TV if everything gets sorted out. But don't let him be a character on TV. And all of a sudden you see all this news, you know, being sidetracked on, on Twitter, social media, so to speak. So again, um, not trying to make light of the fact, but the fact is if, you know, if it is um, accurate, so to speak, and there is a case against Matt Riddle, keep him off TV. Uh, but like three, like I said, three things in a row in the past 24 hours about this. So uh, big news tomorrow, WB2K Battlegrounds officially launches. And that will be, I think, on Steam. Not a big gamer on PC, but uh, Xbox uh, uh, One, as well as PlayStation. And I think Nintendo, I think the Switch is there as well. But it looks very interesting. You look at the um, some of the uh, previews you see on YouTube and stuff like that. You see some of the stuff that uh, makes it arcade-ish, reminds you of WB All-Stars. Uh, fact is, it looks 
Uh, very cartoonish, but it looks very great compared to last year's WWE, uh, WWE 2K20. Uh, so I'll be picking that up in the next couple of weeks. So I'll probably do a review on the website. But if you go to the website right now, cwnonline.ca, you look for the gaming section. Uh, you'll be able to see some of the clips and stuff like that of some of the battle modes and, and some of the stuff that's been said about the game so far. But like I said, that officially releases launches tomorrow. Uh, so look for that. So highlights of the week, raw highlights. Asking Mickey, <laughs> what the hell was that? Um, I got to say this, and and I almost, I, 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 sh I shouldn't say I almost. I got attacked a little bit on Twitter when I said that ref has a habit of making bad calls. And I didn't say anything back. And basically, it's one of those things on social media. Just kind of shut your mouth, make your statement, leave it alone. You've said what you need to. Um, but the fact is, this ref has made a habit of making bad calls. And it's not necessarily me picking on this ref. It's just me noticing this ref again and again and again. The same thing with, say, for example, Mike Kyoto back in the day or Earl Hebner back in the day or Daryl Sharma today. You know what I mean? If they're making bad calls, I'm going to pick up on it. But this ref, a lot of people say, I shouldn't say a lot of people say, but some people say that basically Mickey James potentially dislocated his shoulder and he called the match. If that's the case, good job. But I think he legitimately screwed up. Mickey James was confused. Asuka was confused. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, uh, Zelina Vega comes out from the uh, the back and, and potentially sets up a new feud with Asuka. But, I mean, you're on live national television as far as uh, WWE Raw goes, and you're making bad calls like that. I would say this. I would say send him back to NXT, get him a little more training, and then bring him back to the main roster. But that's, again, just my opinion. Uh, from there, Dominic and Seth Cage match. Biggest thing out of this was Murphy and Aliyah. Alia, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Ray's daughter. Uh, apparently, this is being an angle between them. Uh, apparently, she may switch sides to be aligned with Murphy and Seth Rollins. And if you notice the match, Seth Rollins looked at Angie Ray Mysterio's wife and said, "Hey, at least you can maybe do something uh, good with this one." Uh, pointing at uh, Ray's daughter. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see where that goes. Kevin Owens defeated Aleister Black, <laughs> then basically said he needs some more competition while he was talking in the back to uh, one of the announcers uh, while he's eating a banana. So that was uh, Kevin Owens' humor there for you. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee was the main event. They took out Retribution. Retribution apparently rumored to be Donovan Dijakovic, uh, Mia Yim, uh, Mercedes Martinez, Shane Thorne, and Dio Madden. So if you look at that picture, if you look at that promo that was shot on Monday, Apparently, those are the five guys, the five people of uh, the main people, so to speak, of Retribution. So, again, Dijakovic, uh, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden. Originally, I thought Shane Thorne had looked like Mojo Raleigh. Dio Madden, I wasn't quite sure who the heck he was. And then all of a sudden, I, I saw that on post-wrestling. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, big dude. So, last time we saw him was commenting on Raw and being put out by Brock Lesnar. So, be interesting to see when they unmask and then basically what kind of response they get from the fans. Uh, online, of course, and then basically, uh, you know, of the uh, wrestling journalists and stuff like that. So, uh, AEW Dark highlights the reason I bring up this Daniel Garcia, Kevin Blackwood. Um, if you look behind me, and I'm trying to get my pointing up, oh, uh, there we go. Smash Wrestling. Huge fan of these guys because of wrestling. Uh, now, they wrestle for other promotions here in Ontario as well. Uh, Barry Wrestling C4, obviously, the accident had taken place for FLQ. Uh, but the fact is, I posted something on Twitter, and this was on Tuesday uh, with regards to kind of a, a before and after. So the before shot was uh, the two of them in separate photos in the hospital beds. 
So Daniel Garcia on the one side and Braxton Sutter was with him, Pepper Parks, uh, the blade, so to speak. The other side was just a, a shot of Kevin Blackwood by himself. And then below that, I posted another shot of uh, uh, the the promo picture, so to speak, between the Butcher, the Blade, and then Daniel Garcia and uh, Kevin Blackford for uh, uh, AEW Dark this past Tuesday. Cool thing all about it. The cool thing about it was, it's got a lot of response on Twitter uh, to the point that um, uh, Daniel Garcia had seen it. Uh, Kevin Blackwood had acknowledged it. Uh, the Butcher had uh, retweeted it, and then uh, the Blade had given me props. Uh, not necessarily uh, Chris Maloney, but who, whoever made the, the photo. Hey, you know, thank you very much. Uh, it was in good taste. So, uh, again, it wasn't um, me trying to get any kind of acknowledgement. It was just basically, I'll never forget that day, that Sunday morning when I uh, woke up. I found out the news about the guys. So, Daniel Garcia, Kevin Blackwood, uh, Puff, and Kevin Bennett uh, being in an accident, seeing the pictures of the car. Um, Kevin Bennett, uh, one of the posts that he had made was wanting to get home to his, his, I think, I'm not sure if he was married at the point, but to his, I'm going to say his wife and his kid, um, just because of how much, you know, they, they meant and, and how much he saw his life flash before his eyes. Uh, you know, Kevin Blackwood, Daniel Garcia's injuries puff came out of it pretty, uh, pretty good. Um, and being an accident like that, you really can't come out of it pretty good. I mean, the psychological, the mental damage that comes along with it. But the fact is, I mean, it was tough. And uh, seeing these guys wrestle and seeing them live in, in front of you. And and uh, I, I think I've seen one of Daniel Garcia's first ever matches here in Canada at one of the Comic-Con shows, uh, you know, that uh, uh, Sean had invited me to. Sean of the Scumbags of Wrestling. And all of a sudden I go down and it's okay. This guy is new, you know, to all of a sudden now I'm watching them on TV and I end up watching them last night on TV as well. So it's, it hit hard. And, um, uh, I went back to the old website that I used to do the sharpshooter and, uh, I checked out the articles I, I, I'd written with regards to the accident itself. And then they raised the, the wrestling community had raised over, I think $30,000 for these guys. Uh, including, I think Chris Jericho had donated as well, and I mean it was it was talked about on Aftermath TV. But I know I'm rambling, but the fact is, to know what they had gone through, to see him puff on AEW Dynamite last week, to seeing Garcia and Blackwood on AEW Dynamite last night, as well as AEW Dark on Tuesday, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, like I said online, hashtag perseverance, and uh, you know, uh, love you guys, and. and uh, uh, you know, all the uh, all the major success in the world going forward. But uh, uh, definitely was a, a proud moment seeing these guys on TV last week and this week. So I will leave it at that. Um, Impact highlights. Triple uh, XL and the Deaners went at it. I uh, love seeing Cody Deaner on TV. Uh, Trey and TJP. Um, I love that match. Uh, two guys. I mean, that is the future of wrestling, so to speak. Uh, that style. Uh, that uh, work ethics, that work rates, so to speak. I love watching these two guys in the ring. Uh, Rich Juan, Scott Demore, Eric Young promo was pretty cool. Moose was apparently talking to Demo God on the phone, which uh, uh, Jericho kind of touched base on Twitter. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. And Ace Austin, Saban, an eight-man tag team match. Uh, so that sets up for maybe Ace Austin as well as the big guy there. <laughs> I'm forgetting his name right now, going for the tag team titles. But uh, that was Impact Wrestling. ROH highlights, uh, block A first round match, uh, Dalton Castle defeated by Jay Lethal, uh, Lethal Injection there. I end up watching that in its entirety. And block B first round match, Jonathan Gresham, Willow Yuta, and uh, Gresham ends up uh, defeating Willow Yuta. 
love the fact ROH is back. Love the fact wrestling is coming back. And I love the fact that when I'm doing prep for this show and I'm looking at it's like, okay, this took place. Wait, they're back and they're back and they're, oh, wait, hold on. They're new, you know? Um, speaking of that, UWN Primetime Live, episode number one. Uh, Nick Aldis defeated Mike Bennett to retain. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, I will watch that in the next couple of days. Uh, NXT highlights, uh, Io Shirai and Shotzi Blackheart. <laughs> Never used to be a fan of Shotzi Blackheart, but she has grown on me. It was a great match between the two of them. Um, Chopper and uh, Jake Atlas uh, taking place next week. Uh, Kishida came back to destroy Austin Theory. Brazangle retained against Imperium. And then Damian Priest uh, defeated Timothy Thatcher. AW highlights the Bucks superkick uh, referee Mike Posey for no reason at all. Uh, loving the Young Bucks and, and what they're doing now. Uh, uh, Adam Page defeats Kazarian Omega on commentary. Nothing really happened there except for the fact Omega was ringside, so to speak, on commentary, commentary as Hangman Page was uh, in the ring. Um, obviously, there's a few going down the line, but we'll have to wait and see what happens and when it happens. Uh, Butcher Blade, Panta Phoenix, as well as... Um, Oh, Eddie Kingston. almost forgot his name. Uh, beat down on, on Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood last night. Jericho and Jake uh, defeats Private Party, so tag team is uh, still intact. Uh, Eva Lee's Rosa was a good match. Uh, Best Friends defeat San Ortiz on the main event. Next week, announce Orange Cassidy versus Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. That would be interesting to see if Orange Cassidy actually takes the title because nobody's going to expect it. And then uh, Mox, uh, Darby Allen, and... Uh, uh, Hobbs taking on Archer Cage and Starks. And then NXT UK came back as well today, which was nice. So highlights there. Nigel McGinn is back on commentary. If there's one voice besides Moro Ronaldo I missed was uh, Nigel McGinnis. So welcome back, Nigel. Um, Gallus was in the opener. Uh, Kaylee Ray did a promo. Uh, New Girl Valkyrie, forget what their first name is, defeated uh, Isla Dawn, Isla Dawn. Uh, Dragonoff and Dar was in the main event. Next week, we've got uh, Walter in action. Uh, KLR, Kayla, uh, Kaylee Ray taking on Piper Niven. I believe the NXT Women's Championship, the UK Championship's on the line. And then Pete Dunne uh, to draw for the uh, Heritage uh, Championship Cup there. So he'll be making the uh, the actual draws as far as the, um, uh, the uh, tournament goes. So Raw ratings, uh, 1692. For Raw, down 2.1% from last week, 0.50 rating in the 18 to 49 demo was up from last week's 0.48. NXT was 689, uh, down 17%, 17.8%. Uh, finished third on cable in the 18 to 49 demo on the night with a 0.34, uh, down 8.1% from last week. AEW, 886, down 12.8% from last week. 18 to 49 uh, was a 0.18 rating in the demo, finishing 31st on cable. Uh, down 15% from last week. Now, you understand this. this is the first time that these get, uh, two companies have been head-to-head uh, -head in a couple weeks, probably at least three, four weeks. So even though they are down, the fact is if you take NXT, AEW, you still have about uh, a little less than a million and a half people watching, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, SmackDown preview, and I'm mentioning this because I'm doing the show on Thursday this week, tonight. The main reason being this, so CWN myself will be in the Thunderdome tomorrow night, and I'm excited. I have tried a couple times now, and uh, sure enough, I was working on the website yesterday, and all of a sudden, <laughs> true story, my cat comes out and looks at me and just meows. I'm like, what? And I just got this kind of this chill, so I go and uh, reload the website, and sure enough, SmackDown uh, for the Thunderdome is uh, live registration. So I get in there, do my thing, and the next thing I know, I get the email. So the way it works is this. Uh, once you register, 
you get an email saying that you're registered, uh, you're in, but you're not necessarily fully in. So again, they'll send me a second email tomorrow. When I get the second email, I've got a check-in time at seven o'clock. Once I check in at seven o'clock, basically from there, I go and um, a few rules to follow, you know, uh, no, you know, profanity kind of shirts and uh, make sure I'm, I'm good to go from the waist up and uh, they prefer WWE merchandise to be shown. And um, apparently if you're wearing a headset, they will speak to you as you're, as you're uh, watching this show. But yeah, two hours I will be looking for myself on TV as I'm watching online here in the Thunderdome. So pretty excited. It's an experience. Obviously, when wrestling goes back to having real fans again, I mean, it'll be just an afterthought. But the cool thing is the um, I'm in the Thunderdome tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. So, yeah, look for me on the uh, on the Thunderdome. Not sure what I'll be wearing yet. Uh, probably rocking Canadian stuff because the fact is I'm proud of this country. Uh, obviously, I'm proud of the Pats as well. They did well last week. Uh, Tom Brady <laughs> didn't do too well last week, but uh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, look for me at the Thunderdome uh, t- uh, tomorrow night. So that's why the show's going Thursday. Uh, originally, it was going to go Friday, but the show's going Thursday. Uh, obviously, we're going live right now. So, um, But yeah, tomorrow, Satch returns to cut a promo. And they announced Reigns and Uso taking on Corbin and Sheamus in the Samoan street fight. And like I said, CWN is going to be in the house uh, 205 Live preview, nothing announced that. New Japan Strong main event, like I said, ACH Alex Zane taking on the Gorillas and Destiny. And then Major League Underground preview, that is 605 on Saturday on YouTube. Uh, Daniels versus Homicide, so uh, uh, two ROH legends going at it on MLW Underground on Saturday. Uh, pay-per-view schedule for the rest of the month. Uh, one in New Breed 3 taking be- uh, place in Bangkok, Thailand, 830 in the morning on Friday. That's on the one app followed by one Reign of Destiny, Shanghai, China, on 8.30 in the morning on the one app. It's on the 25th. 26th, UFC 253, and that was announced today. Adesanya taking on Costa, 10 p.m. on UFC Fight Pass on the 26th. Uh, that is taking place UFC Fight Island. Uh, 27th, WWE Class Champions 2020, Orlando, Florida, 7 p.m., WWE Network. And that is that. So, guys, if you watched last week, um, kind of ran short on time because I wanted to watch SmackDown. But this week, um, I'm going to do my best to get it all out there. And what I'm referring to right now is this. So there's this thing coming up called New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 30. Huge fan, like I said, of G1 uh, uh, Wrestling, New Japan Wrestling. Sorry, kind of got confused. I was just loading the website here. But the fact is this. Um, I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. I loved it. Back in the day, I loved it when Fight Network was doing the old school stuff. So I got to relive some of the uh, matches that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kenny Omega had done back in the, as far as the junior heavyweight went, uh, the feud between Okada, uh, Tanahashi, those guys there. But if you go to the CWN online website, so cwnonline.ca, and you look for this hashtag at the very top. So you'll see the red banner. You go through the uh, banner. At the very end, you'll see a hashtag G130. That is like a sort of little small subsection of basically uh, the G130 Climax Tournament. So when you scroll down, and you know what? I'm going to do this. I, haven't, I don't think I've done this um, on this show. But I'm going to share the screen here just to give you guys an idea of what I'm talking about. So hopefully I can do this properly. Hey, there we go. So um, if you look, so you've got standings, which you, uh, I'll keep updated. So standings of the A block, 
in this field here, so the A Blocky, Kota Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, Kazucha Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Will Osprey, uh, Shingo Takage, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, Nujiro, uh, Takahashi. And down in the B block there, and you'll see this here. So B is the blue, A is the red. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, Turo Yano, Yoshihashi, Tatsuya Naito, uh, Sonata, Zach Sabre Jr., Kenta, and uh, former champion Evil. From there, you go down to the schedule. So you got all 19 dates. So schedule officially starting Saturday, September the 19th, night one. You'll notice the times here. So I don't know if you can see the mouse hovering over, but you'll notice the times there. Uh, that is Eastern Standard Time. So what happens if it's taking place 5 a.m. in Japan? Sorry, 5 p.m. in Japan. You will notice it takes place, um, what is it, 13 hours prior to that here in North America. So a lot of these shows you will see 4 a.m., 1 a.m., 5.30 in the morning, 3 a.m., a lot of 5.30 in the morning shows. Um, you know, so keep in mind, if you're watching on New Japan Pro Wrestling World, you'll be able to watch whatever, whenever you want to, but if you want to watch it live, it's going to be very early in the morning. So some of the shows, if they happen at 2 a.m., there's no sense in going to bed. The other thing I should mention as well, it's not going to be English commentary right away. Uh, and in saying that, it's because of the fact uh, Kevin Kelly and Rocco, uh, Rocky Romero are going to be doing the English commentary, but it's going to be after the show has gone live and it's going to be basically maybe a couple of days, even to a week later, because they're going to be doing it from re remote locations, watching the show as it's taking place. The same way JR used to do for the shows that used to be on Fight Network and kind of going from there. So uh, keep in mind, if you're going to watch uh, G1 Climax, it is a lot better, in my opinion, in uh, Japanese commentary. But if you are watching, yes, it will be Japanese commentary. And like I said, but a week later, you'll be able to find the English commentary. So like I said, tournament starts officially uh, this coming Saturday. So that is the 19th night one. So you'll see A block, B block, A block, B block, all the way through, all the way down to the end. So the very last show is going to be Sunday, October the 18th, night 19, Sumo Hall, Tokyo, Japan, 2 a.m. on New Japan World. Uh, that will be the final. So that'll be A block versus B block. Winner goes on to Wrestle Kingdom to fight whoever the champion is at that point. Night 18 will crown the B block champion. So what happens is that match order there that you see right here, if say Sonata and Evil are sucking and say Yoshihashi versus Toriyano who are doing the best, you'll see Toriyano and Yoshihashi in the main event. And then that winner will go on to October the 18th, like I said, night 19. Same way here. So October the 16th. So the final match of this show will be whatever two guys are vying to become A Block champions. So A Block champion here, B Block champion here. And then basically, like I said, October the 18th, night 19, Sumo, Sumo Hall, 2 a.m., uh, New Japan World. You see A Block versus B Block. The winner ends up going on to Wrestle Kingdom to fight for the championship. Now, last year they had did a two-part Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, not sure. I haven't seen anything announced this year. Obviously, COVID-19 has had a lot of restrictions in place. But the fact is, with regards to New Japan Pro Wrestling, yes, this is the basically the Royal Rumble, so to speak. And then the winner goes on to basically Wrestle Kingdom, which is the uh, WrestleMania. So you'll see results posted here. Latest media, so media through the New Japan site as well as other sites you'll see posted here. So if you want to catch up, <coughs> excuse me, um, mini site entrance uh, previews uh, and the previews are pretty good because you get an idea who the guys are uh you know you've contests and stuff like that as well so that is new japan pro wrestling g1 climax for anybody that is interested uh 
hands up. I am. <laughs> I'll be watching all 19 events, but uh, not necessarily live, but I will be playing catch up. And like I said, head to cwnonline.ca, check out the hashtag G130, and you'll see all the updates take place on the website there. Uh, I'm very passionate about it. Um, back a couple of years ago, Wade Keller of PW Torch gave me uh, the um, the honor of writing for his website. I ended up doing 13 articles uh, titled New Japan Pro, uh, New, uh, so New Japan Pro Wrestling Weekly Overview. Uh, if you go on to pwtorch.com, just simply type that in. So NJPW Weekly Overview, you'll see my name attached uh, for everything I did within those 13 weeks. But it was an honor. It was, um, I just didn't have the time to uh, do it the way I wanted to. But I did, like I said, end up doing 13 uh, uh, 13 episodes or 13 uh, articles on it. So again, love New Japan for wrestling. So uh, from there, last little bit before going to independent wrestling. MMA talk. So Bellator to hold first major MMA event in France on Saturday, October 10th, eight core arena in Paris. That was released on the 11th. Uh, Bellator 245 results. Phil Davis earned split decision over uh, Lyoto Machida. Uh, Kat Sagano survives late scare. That was on the 12th. Conor McGregor accused of sexual assault, uh, denies allegations. We'll have to see <laughs> what happens there. I mean, he always seems to be in trouble. Uh, USC Vegas 10 results were uh, posted on Saturday. Bellator 246 results. Uh, Juan Archuluta claims Bantamweight gold with unanimous decision over Patchy Mix. That was on the 13th. Uh, big thing here, cross mix, crossover. Daniel Cormier wants WB commentary role. Uh, that was released on the 16th. Uh, a lot of talk about Daniel Cormier going to the WB or wrestling in general. Uh, fact is, when it comes down to it, Cormier uh, apparently has come out. I think it was an interview with Sports Illustrated. It had said uh, he'd be happy just being a commentator. So I wouldn't mind that. Uh, obviously, he does podcast shows and stuff like that. I think he does one with Area Hawani. Um, but um, Cormier's got uh, the gift for the gab, and uh, I think if he wants to, I, 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 I think he's a little bit too old and um, uh, to be competing at WWE and to be taken seriously. Um, you know, not to say anything about who he was as a UFC competitor because he was absolutely phenomenal. But uh, as a commentator, I think he could pick it up quite easy. So uh, I'll have to wait and see if uh, Cormier actually lands, DC actually lands in WWE. Uh, UFC return to UFC Fight Island was announced. And I just got to bring up a picture here. I'm not going to do a, a screen share. Um, but UFC Fight Island, the return was announced. So UFC 253 will take place Saturday, September the 26th. UFC Fight Night, uh, home versus Aldana, October the 3rd. UFC Fight Night, Morales uh, taking on Sandhagen, October the 10th. UFC Fight Night again, Ortega versus ta uh, taking on the Korean Zombie, October 17th. And then big news here, it's going to lead me into my next topic. UFC 254, Khabib versus uh, Justin Gaethje. October the 24th, so almost a full month of them being at UFC Fight Island. And that was one, two, three, four, five events taking place. Now, the other big news coming out of that was this. So uh, Michael Chandler, who I think competed for Bellator MMA for 10 years, uh, former champion over there a couple times over, has officially signed with UFC. Um, he was a free agent. Uh, Dana White made the announcement on ESPN Sports Center. Michael Chandler uh, has signed with UFC. The reason I bring his name up as well, so uh, between Khabib and Justin Gaethje, uh, if one of those guys cannot make that event, if one of those COVID-wise, uh, um, health-wise, whatever the case may be, uh, basically Michael Chandler is going to end up stepping in, in in the main event. So he is the backup for uh, that main event there for two, uh, UFC 254. So, guys, that is it for WWE Pro Wrestling. Um you know, AEW, Impact, everything else, uh, uh, UFC. Uh, so what I'm going to do right now is get some water into me and basically show you guys a promo. 
Uh, pretty proud of the affiliations I have with these two guys here. So Mr. Sean Bates, as well as Mr. Ryan Knight. Um, you know, Scumbags are Wrestling, as well as Knights of the Squared Circle. So check out this promo, and I will come back and start talking some Canadian independent wrestling news. So I'll be right back with you guys just momentarily here. Hey, wrestling fans. It's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. September is Carrie Mel Formation Awareness Month, and we've teamed up with Steven's Wrestling Journey to present this great T-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for Carrie Mel Formation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. However, I'm going to do something better. For the month of September, you get your t-shirt during this month. I'll reduce it by $5. So you get the shirt for $25 or the poster for $10. Contact me through the Scumbags Wrestling Facebook page or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get an amazing t-shirt and help a great cause at the same time. Are you a pro wrestling fan? Do you want the latest info on shows and the stars that appear throughout Ontario? Are you looking for information and insight into the independent wrestling scene? Want interviews and information on the big leagues? Then you want Knights of the Squared Circle with Ryan Knight on Coyote 103. Ryan has his finger on the pulse of wrestling in Ontario on every level, and he brings that to you every Sunday at noon. Listen for your wrestling fix with Ryan Knight and Knights of the Squared Circle, Sunday at noon, only on Coyote 103. You know, it's a, a serious topic where Sean's talking about Kiri malformation with regards to Steven's wrestling journey. Uh, but <laughs> I had to, uh, I joked a little bit with him with uh, regards to the, the background music he had, uh, he had played. He reminded me of the old school Four Horsemen, like Tully Blanchard, Aaron Anderson. And all of a sudden you hear that music uh, that's playing in the backdrop there. And it's like, you know, here we go. Here's some butt kicking time coming up. But uh, anyways, it, it is catchy. And obviously Sean's doing it for good reason. Um, scumbags are wrestling again. Check out cwnonline.ca. Right hand side of the main page, you'll see the banner for Sean's t shirt as well as the poster. Like he had said in the promo, five dollars off uh, this month. Uh, it is um, pediatric uh, um, cancer awareness month. Uh, so Steven's wrestling journey is the hot topic for Sean there. All the money he raises from the t shirt as well as the um, the poster. Ends up going to Toronto Sick Kids in, uh, you know, with regards to Stephen's wrestling journey. Uh, it's a pretty cool T-shirt, uh, awesome poster as well. Uh, like Sean had said, 22 of uh, the Ontario Independent Wrestling Stars on there. Uh, they have endorsed it like crazy. Uh, when Sean released it, it was, uh, you know, the guys were releasing, oh, sorry, um, posting messages, uh, gratitude messages on uh, social media. Uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram, and some of them even changing their profile pictures to uh, the uh, the artwork that Sean had uh, had got created there. But uh, long story short, guys, uh, it was is this uh, all the proceeds? Like I said, going to Toronto Sick Kids uh, with regards to Stephen's wrestling journey. So uh, check that out. And like I said, the the link itself is on the main page. The main yeah, so the main page cwnonline.ca or you can see the group that's down below here, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Canadian Independent Wrestling. Well, for Sean's group, Scumbags are Wrestling, hashtag for them are we are scumbags. And then facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Scumbags are Wrestling. And you'll be able to uh, see the link on there as well. 
But guys, I mean, you pay 25 bucks, I think, for the uh, the shirt and $15 for the poster. So $40 total. Uh, you end up saving $10 in the month of September. So $30 for the both of them. And if you go back to some of the past episodes I've done, you'll be able to see the, the shirt as well as the poster. And uh, it's phenomenal. I mean, just uh, well done by Sean. And like I said, proceeds are going to a great cause there. So Canadian Independent Wrestling, hashtag we are CIW. You can see that on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just search the hashtag and you'll, you'll find the group. Otherwise, facebook.com forward slash group forward slash Canadian Independent Wrestling. Um, as well as CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca will forward you to that group as well. I think we're close to 360 members right now. Uh, so we're getting close to 400. It'd be nice to, by the end of the year, to get up to 400. Um, it's just basically a group to be able to promote Canadian independent wrestling. I know promoters are on there, talents are on there, uh, podcasters are on there. So it's basically, I mean, you keep it clean, you get on there and you promote the crap out of whatever the heck you want to uh, upcoming shows from uh, coast to coast, you know, uh, upcoming guests that you've had in your podcast, everything else. And then, uh, you know, some uh, some news as well with regards to, you know, a couple of years ago, 20 months ago, exactly about the Buffalo Brothers and this and that. So. Again, uh, CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca or Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Canadian Independent Wrestling. Uh, so I want to get off the air just before the scumbags come on so you guys have a chance to listen to that as well. Uh, so we'll just go through the quick shows here. RCW Friday Night Fights, September the 18th and 25th in Calgary. RCW Saturday Night Fights, September 19th, Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, NSW, so New School Wrestling. Oops, we did it again Sunday, September 20th, 3 p.m. So that's this coming Sunday, Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, featuring El El Alessandro, I think I pronounced that right, Del Bruno, uh, defending the NSW Championship against Vaughn Vertico. Uh, Alpha One Wrestling announced Ruckus taking place Sunday, October the 18th, 2 p.m. in Oshawa, Ontario. believe that's an inside show limited to 100 tickets. Uh, but guys, you had any other shows, and this is what I know of right here. So uh, if you go to CWN, as far as Facebook goes, uh, the page, not the group, you'll be able to see what's uh, been posted as far as the upcoming events go. If you don't see a show listed or if I haven't talked about it on this show and I'm only doing shows that are taking place between this week and the next show I do. Uh, but you can email me upcoming at cwnonline.ca. So upcoming at cwnonline.ca. Let me know about your show. Provide me a link on Facebook to the next show happening. I'll make sure I include it on the show here. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> so uh, upcoming schedule for us is uh, CWN Online uh, presents CWN Weekly, episode number six. That will take place next Friday, the 25th, 7 p.m. live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, CWN predicts WWE Classic Champions 2020. That will take, uh, take place on the 27th. That will be at 3 p.m. live. That will be Facebook, Twitch, and, and YouTube as well. And then CWN Recap, WWE Classic Champions 2020 on the 27th. At about 10 p.m. ish, uh, as soon as the show goes off the air, and I'll be able to uh, do a recap on the show um, and see how well Clash of Champions did. It's not looking too bad right now, but uh, they still have a week and a half left, so uh, they can, uh, you know, basically steer it into the ground if they wanted to. But uh, should be interesting. But uh, uh, regardless of the fact, the last recap show I had for whatever reason was one of the most watched things I had done. No rhyme or reason to it, but uh, yeah, thanks guys. <laughs> But uh, that would be, like I said, 10 p.m.-ish, uh, live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. That will be next Sunday, not this Sunday. Uh, website for us, cwnonline.ca is the uh, the best way to get in touch with me. You can find all the social media links and stuff like that as well. Uh, you'll find news, results, uh, any stories taking place, uh, podcasts. You'll find this show on there as well. 
Um, and then from there, I'll get rid of this, do this. Best way to reach the show, feedback at cwnonlines.ca. Again, that's feedback at cwnonline.ca. Questions, comments, what you want to see on the show. Uh, you know, you don't like the hat. Let me know what team you're rooting for. Uh, you don't like the backdrop. Watch another show. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. But that's um, the, the backdrop. Uh, you'll you'll see it. Uh, I've got an idea tomorrow night for uh, for SmackDown. So hopefully it ends up airing on on the show. So like I said, watch for me. But uh, like I said, CWN will be part of WB Thunderdome, WB Live, uh, SmackDown tomorrow night. That'll be on uh, Sportsnet 360 as well as Fox. Looking forward to it. I'll have a, a backdrop, maybe similar to this, but I might be rocking the Canadian flag behind me. It's just uh, I'll have to wait and see. Uh, I got to work tomorrow, so I'll decide when I get home what uh, I'm actually going to do. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm interested. It's uh, um, you know, it's between the two shows. I've always been a SmackDown fan. Uh, I know. I think Sean from the Scumbags of Wrestling had sat through one of the uh, the Raw shows uh, for the Thunderdome. SmackDown. It'll be interesting. Um, you know, and, and I'm interested to see how they are doing it. So what they say to the fans, so to speak, and. Uh, whether or not I get booted off and if I get booted off, what am I getting booted off for? You know, it's not going to be for anything I'm doing. It's just maybe I'm not excited enough. So I have to rock the Red Bull before I do the show. But uh, like I said, if you're watching SmackDown tomorrow night, look for me. Uh, look for this uh, handsome face <laughs> and uh, you'll be able to watch me uh, tomorrow sometime on SmackDown. I think Sean from the Scumbags, I think there was this, a picture posted of him behind Michael Cole at one point. So that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I'll have to look for myself, but probably bright red or maybe, um, a hockey Jersey or something like that. I'll be rocking tomorrow night. So, um, that's the way to get in touch with me guys, Twitter, uh, at Chris Maloney, CWN. So if you're on Twitter, follow me there. Um, and I guess that is it because it is 758. And like I said, I want to get off the air in time for Scumbags of Wrestling coming up next, uh, over there on their channel. So that is, is, I kind of stuttered there. That is it, guys. But uh, thanks again for watching and listening. Uh, check out SmackDown tomorrow. Look for me in the Thunderdome because I will be there. And uh, like I said, we'll be back again next Friday for episode number six of CW on Weekly. So thanks for watching and listening, guys. And until next week, until tomorrow night, if you see me, take care.